Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio. You know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Please enjoy today's Culture Shocks. It's a lot of gangster rap, but it's also a little bit of mix of Al Green. Some oldies with some olders. Uh, I guess for all of you that think gangster rap is old, even though 90s and 80s is not old music. Old starts at the 40s, but hey, what do I know? I'm a millennial. I'll go fuck myself while you listen. Enjoy. That's right. Album number 10. Short dogs in the house. It's getting close to the end, y'all. And we're going to kick it like this on the last album. Now let me holla at your partner, spit this game, bend your ear for a minute Quit complaining about how you can't spin it, cause you ain't got it You got what it takes but not enough to get started I hope you get the message, no it's not a Texas Just me riding the jet, they can't arrest me or bust me I'm still hungry, I want some more stuff Get fat and watch my whole crew blow up So get yours and buy my new album Peep the game and don't be like Calvin Get everything you want, get real Get your mail, get your girl to make bail And get your ass out of jail, you should be getting it Everything you want, everything you dreamed of Never have the front, you should be getting it Getting money, I'm talking about you black Don't laugh, it ain't funny You should get a good lawyer Like Johnny Cochran, swear to tell the truth Hell no, I didn't pop and Get your kids in school so they can get an education Get a degree and take a vacation You see, I got all my game from the streets of California Young millionaire with no high school diploma Living real good, taking care of my folks Roll up a fat one for the players to smoke Short dog in the house, I know you ain't tripping Cause life is too short, you gotta get in where you fit and stop looking For what you never seem to find It ain't what you think, you gotta read between the lines Cause life ain't long for a young black man Trying to make money, doing all he can Selling dope, don't you hope he would go to class But the boy makes money and he makes it fast With the 20s on top and the 50s on bottom A flock of top notches, oh yes we got them It's been a long time since I first got down But I still keep making Making these funky sounds. Get your money, man. Get yours. Just hanging out. You 
got a lot of dreams, but you can't get out. The first thing you need to do is set yourself some goals. Think positive. Everything else is old and work hard. Never stop hustling. Cause they just love to see the black man struggling. So what are you saying, Todd? It's time to come up. Put your dollar bills in the air. He said, meet me at the White House. And I was there cause I'm one in a million. Black men rising. They want to keep me down, but I always surprise and Spend my money in the hood. I know it's all good and you should do the same. I told you, keep the game from too short. You know I'm the man. I lend my brother a hand cause I know I can. I keep going and going. But I'm not the pink bunny Instead of beating on the drum I never stop thinking money I'm getting all I can If you don't just slip I can't wait to get to heaven Just to have a grip When I was broke I couldn't afford a meal But now I'm rich I can't be fake I got to keep it real It's been a long time baby Since I first got down But I still keep making these funky sounds right ladies and gentlemen hit me as many times as you want because you probably fucking hate this show like most other individuals hey listen we enjoyed that song so we're gonna hit you with another one it's not exactly gangster rap and it's also not al green he's coming later i just thought you'd like a little bit of tenacious d because a little d helps everybody's life enjoy moses came down from the hill holding the rules in his hand Looked all around, suddenly found No one was listening, now it's time to throw down So throw down Throw down We'll throw down Throw down Jesus turned water to wine the star in the sky was a sign They called him a liar You're not the Messiah Get out of the temple Now it's time to throw down So throw down Yeah, throw down We'll throw down Throw down Came a man I can't name Because if I do I'll be maimed They'll chop off my head And 
then I'll be dead You know who I'm talking about It's time to throw down so Throw down Yeah, throw down We'll throw down Listen, we were talking about southern things. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. In chair one. Uh, Wyatt Lutz. And this is the show. Welcome. Thank you for coming. So we were just talking about anime. Um, yeah, so the whole big point of anime is that the big three things that they hit in the fucking criteria are sex, comedy, and action. And and I'm not trying to shit on like other people's things, but in my mind, like Family Guy can't do that. It can't. It doesn't. It maybe has some one cool thing in episode, but it doesn't hit all three. Doesn't it doesn't give me characters that I actually generally sit down and emotionally connect with. Like Star Wars level characters, right? Like the way the reason I say that is because I think that's important to know what you resonate with and respect, because then you can use that for inspiration and motivation. So like Midoriya, the main character of the show, he doesn't have superpowers, and it's a it's a show about superpowers, and like most of the globe has superpowers, and that's crazy to think about. He's like the only kid that doesn't have powers, and like they talk about that, and like I still want to be a hero, and he doesn't stop, and then like it's just it. If ever there was television that was basically the equivalence of like coming, it's that. Just hits everything of the uh, everything. I mean, just like constant. Uh, this is a weird spiral. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing grand. I'm glad you're here. You are a comedian. I am. Uh, I'm actually coming up on one year here in 15 days. Mazel tov. Thank you very I much. I think it's important to keep just keep doing. Absolutely. I mean, it's just something you can't stop. Even if you don't do it a lot throughout the week, just having the mindset of writing, like, never leaving the craft is important. That yeah. shows dedication. And I'm proud. If no one says it, I'm proud of you. I love that. I definitely have uh, picked up, like, on going to the mics during the week and stuff, and it's definitely um, an awkward situation, man, sitting, in a, so sitting in a bar people not giving a fuck about, about what, what you're, you're saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, for, like, 
10 minutes, 5 minutes, everything you're saying, they fucking yeah. resent you for. Yeah. Because if anything kills, for some reason, they feel like it's more important to not laugh now. And I don't know where this toxicity has come from the community. Johnny talked about it. He agrees, too. It's just, it's getting weird. It, it, it's very And I don't know weird. where it's coming from. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but I think it's a new influx of talent. And I don't think people know how to handle it. Because some people have been here for a while, and they feel like seniority reigns. But in all reality, that's not the rules in comedy. Skill pertains. Doesn't matter how long you've been here. Funniest prevails. Just like anything else, comedy is ruthless. It's rugged and raw. Absolutely. I, I, people are out to get so, they're wanting to get offended They want to get offended. You know what? They want to have something to bitch about. That makes it easier to create left turns. Okay, you're offended by everything. I'm going to start my sentence with abortions and then just start talking about the influx of money due to war out of nowhere. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you're just making it easier to deceive you. And if anything, thank you. You're making our job 10 million percent easier, you dumb pieces of shit. (laughs) So I don't know what to tell you. It's, yeah, people just don't realize it's jokes, you know. It's just a joke. It, but you know, back. I will to the, say, not everybody just gets to make a joke. Depending on who you are, the time and place, maybe not. The example I give is the U.S. Army just tweeted at this gay kid that was Hispanic and said, uh, "Nice try, buddy. We'll still take you." That's a little scary and weird because I don't think the army should be joking about war on Twitter. You yeah. see what I mean? I thought we were past war. People keep talking yeah. like we're about to go into World War Three. Shut the fuck up. We learned from the first one. The shit's bad. We learn from the second one, shit's bad, but genocide's not the way. And if we keep doing it, millions of people will die. Every war, millions of people die. And if you to act like that's not, not you, but you know what I mean, society. <laughs> I pointed at you like I was attacking you physically. Um, <laughs> it was, ah, just people are retarded. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really have much to say on that. I don't, I don't stay up with that stuff. Like, I don't give a shit, be but because I work at WHO, I have to hear it. Right. Just because the squawking around me is fucking Rush Limbaugh, Brian Kilmeade, and just bullshit. And it's just like, yeah, so this is about fucking the worst time in America's history because we had a terrorist just elected. Now that we have a god saint that is an orange, and it's like, what is happening? I am lost. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why people are so hateful. It's so, so easy to choose love, being nice, compassion. It's Absolutely. so easy. Absolutely. So why why keep doing other things? Where does it come from? We're talking about this over the break, like racism. Where does it come from? And just like, it's something that's taught. But really, like, why do, why do we keep teaching it? I think the people who are teaching it now kind of see that they're wrong. But they're just teaching it out of resentment of being wrong. I, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know. I mean, in my mind, like, you can't really defend, like, a white supremacist in any notation because the fact that, like, I get where you're coming from. You're scared that your alpha race that has always been alpha race is troubled, but you've had nothing but killing it in all of humankind history. All the way to the pharaohs, white people have kind of been on top. Yeah, there were white slaves, but they were mostly black slaves. And uh, it, it's ridiculous to act like we haven't just been assholes for all of humankind. Time. This is the first instance, because everybody's conscious conscious and everybody can see everything because of the internet, everything is accounted for. Now is the time to go, hey, 
we were wrong, we fucked up, and we're sorry. But moving forward, we fucking love you, and sometimes we may not see eye to eye, but we will never not live in the same room as you. And that's important. Or maybe race doesn't matter, and I'm just fucking idiot. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I've definitely grown, uh, I was a grown-up. I mean, I grew up around majority I was a grown-up. Yeah. You're still a grown-up, buddy. <laughs> sure. No, I grew up, I mean, mainly around white people, you know, and, uh... Most of my school did. I had six exactly. kids in my graduating class, and they were all white. I was the yeah. only kid that had any color in his life because all my older brothers were fucking black and, like, six foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love them, and I... To see both sides of it is yeah. why I do the show, really. Because I think it's bullshit to say everybody's equal and black people aren't treated as bad. No, 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 no. They are. <laughs> black people are treated worse in this country. We should stop acting like that's not the case. I mean, that was the case for Jim Crow years. That was the case for slavery. That was the case for fucking all of time. You're just calling it different shit. Now you're calling it police brutality. Because now you just have a bunch of white dudes in power as cops. And not all cops are bad. Some cops are great. One of my best friend's parents are sheriffs. And they are fucking awesome. I love them. They have sat down and talked about me and like so much shit about being in law and then seeing all these things that need to change in it. And having these conflicting opinions but knowing it doesn't matter if your opinion conflicts because you're just an ant in the anthill. You can't change the queen's mind. You know what I mean? Right. Or maybe somebody else can. Maybe a comedian that gets the world to listen can just say these things. And then people are like, yeah, we fucked up. Because, it's, and I told you this on the break, it's okay to be wrong. Because the moment you're wrong, you can realize you can be right. Because you can learn the right things. It's right. fine to be wrong. Mr. Rogers taught us that. It's totally fine to be wrong. Can I tell you my favorite Mr. Rogers episode? Just okay. to come for me. He did the first really like, friendly buddy buddy shit on television with somebody who was black and when I say that there were black people on television but they were depicted almost like cartoon characters and that's fucked up and cause they're just people so he was like alright we're gonna have a like a black episode they didn't call it that but that's what the theme was it was just people of different color and it was just it was a beautiful little masterpiece and the reason I bring it up is because the the character that they decided to make the black person was a cop. That's important to me. Because I think people that are African American should see, no, your police, yes, the system is fucked up. It's completely fucked up right now. It's built to make money off people's lives and keep them in prison. That's not what prison's for. Prison is for recreate, uh, recreation, uh, uh, re-facilitation of the mind and spirit in a house where you that's your punishment and can't do anything and freedoms are taken away for an X period of time, but they don't rehabilitate. They're not reintroducing to society. They're just keeping behind bars for profit and that's where it, we fucked up because that's not the point of jail. So why is it that? Why are we having private prisons being leased out for millions of dollars? That doesn't matter. I'm not going to spiral. But the, the point I bring up is that the cop was black. That's a good image for everyone in America. And he did that on a children's show. And then the day was hot. Mr. Rogers was sitting in the pool with his feet in the water. The cop was like, well, how are you doing? Just talking to him just like a fucking friendly guy. And that's how I want my cops. Honestly, I think I would love cops if all cops were black. I think about that all the time. I mean, I I, I think that's just... Isn't that like a weird thought? 
I think it is because I don't see it as color. I, it doesn't take a black cop or a white cop to be a bad cop. It just no, takes a bad person to be a bad cop. But I will say there have been a lot of recent injustices in police systems, and more times out of ten, it comes from a white cop. And I don't think we should ignore those statistics. Because I think there's a lot of white people that need to check themselves because I think white privilege is a thing, and I think a lot of people don't see it. I just still don't see why race matters in any of this. It like, doesn't I, matter I, any of this, but because people have let it matter is the issue. We're here to tell people it doesn't matter, and you should just love them because they're a human being. That's exactly. why we exist as comedians, and that's why we're doing the show and talking about this. But the, the point I bring is that he was in the pool, he had his feet in the water. The cop goes, you know, it's a hot day. Can I sit in here? He's like, yeah. And he puts his feet in the water. That had never really been shown on television. Because that was still kind of Jim Crowish era like of ending and like people were still segregated but equal. And it's bullshit. And like, here it is. White man, feet in water. Same little kid pool as black cop with feet in water. And then Mr. Roger goes, well, here, sir, I can help you. And then he starts washing his feet. Now you have a white man washing a black man's feet. I don't think there was ever a really I'm sorry and I love you as a society in a show. But that episode to me was that apology. That was a white guy saying, hey, I'm going to put us in check right here, right now. Because I even see it back in the day. And that's why it's ridiculous. It was happening back in the day. It didn't go away. If anything, it just secretly hid in the dark and festered and got worse like a wound. And we need to treat this wound because it's infected. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not that you should cut it off. Just treat it and help it again never sever always heal <laughs> or maybe i'm crazy i'm i'm lost right now. <laughs> i am absolutely yeah. lost right now i love it that's how this show should be um we were talking about wu-tang clan on the break yeah what is your Wu-Tang favorite <laughs> The best Christmas gift I'm I got. I'm staring at the Eddie Murphy CD right, or that. The best Christmas right gift I got for for fucking Christmas was my roommate Zach. He got me "End of the Thirty Six Chambers" by the Wu Tang Clan on vinyl, and that's what I'm showing him right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's fucking amazing. Is it is is it is it not the best fucking? It's great. It's I mean, great. that's like the best record. Absolutely. I I went to. Uh, I'm gonna. You know what tattoo I'm gonna get? Uh, oh, do I have my book? I'll have to find it and show you. I have uh, the concept art drawn up because I have my red tattoo. I've decided right. that all my tattoos are going to be colors. So this mm-hmm. is my red. I'm going to get a purple. I want a blue, a green, a yellow. I'm just Because life's colorful. And I think we should recognize what colors in your life have mattered the most. Red, God of War. That's the most important red thing in my life. Yellow, dude, I'm going to get a samurai sword that's yellow. Text on, like inscribed in the blade as if it's like from a samurai comic book. And it's going to say cream. And it's going to have a honeycomb tint on it. And with a bumblebee on the tip of the sword. It's going to have a chain at the end of the blade. And at the end of the blade, it's going to have two black boxing gloves. And those are going to be the Shaolin shadow boxing and the Wu-Tang sword style. That's and it's going to have cream on it. And that's the hardest thing I've ever fucking imagined in my life. And that's the best yellow. Because again, it's not about what your parents think you should get on your skin. It's about... At the end of the day, what do you really resonate with? What do you really, really, really have an innocent love for? See, I've I've grown up. My dad was always against tattoos, and like, my know, dad has all, a shit ton all, of tattoos. My dad's always told me he not just to thinks get they tattoos. should be in black and white. And I don't. That's an old annotation about how tattoos should look. I like color. I'm a colorful guy. I'm an emotional spectrum. Like, out I like my I like ass. color too. I yeah. like color too. That's why I got the red because I I was like, make it look like it was painted on. 
blood and he was like i got it and i think that he i think that's what it looks like i, I like my tattoo yeah um do you have any ink no i don't actually do you want ink I've been considering it lately. I've, I'm, I've gonna, I'm a, gonna get a second one soon. I've had something thought up. I want to get like a kind of like a quarter sleeve or something, and okay. just I've never. You look like you would have a quarter sleeve. I, don't be offended like, by like that. A, like a just, forearm. You have that through, look. Yeah. You have the southern trim, nice beard, red ball cap with the slightly long blonde hair, the nice bill. You look like you maybe go mudding or you maybe have a black girlfriend. You could go either way. Hey, with I'm it. gonna tell you, okay. I have realized that I do like my women like I like my coffee, uh, black without a cock, creamy, <laughs> and too hot to stick my dick in. Woo! I, I tell you, I, I have something for black women, man. I don't Abby know what to do. Too. I mean, I, I need call, some brown sugar in my life. I call Abby like literally like, a secret person who like really is African American because she just is, and I tell Abby like I feel like I'm a black man internally. All my video game characters <laughs> on any game I've ever made is always black, just because like I don't know. That's just who I resonate with, and that's my people, and those are my crowds. And I fucking my favorite show I've ever done was an all black crowd. I was the only white person in the room, including comics, that's and funny. they introduced me as biracial. Dude, look at me. I don't know what you know about looking, but I look more Jewish than black. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And that was a fun night. And I just think the race doesn't matter, but also it does to me in ways that people don't consider because race shouldn't matter in what it does matter in now, but race matters to me in like love and appreciation for culture because every race brings different things. You know what I mean? Different genetic origin background stories, different skill sets and cultures and tricks of the trade taught down from generation to generation of that thing because the only thing that is apparent through time is that white people keep teaching shit to white people, black people keep learning things and teaching them to black people, Chinese people keep learning things and teaching them to Chinese people and so on, Indians and everything. Everybody keeps teaching them because that's their kids. Mm. It may be looking a little different because you mix races and that's fine, but it's just what happens. It's tricks of the trade. I, I mean, uh, I could be no, crazy, that. but like, yeah. I, that's what I love about race. Because then once you love every race, you can, and that's what I love about Samurai Jack. In the first episode, he goes to every single continent and learns their fighting style. I remember watching that when I was a kid. I'm like, adults. I'm watching it through right now because it just came back in an adult way. It that. shows blood, and I'm trying to get through it because I'm, dude, you need to rewatch it. Because on the first episode, that's literally what happens. I bet you didn't remember that. But he goes yeah. to every, you think I'm shitting you? Dude, the, that's, he's born, flash time, and it's like, you have to go. And he literally, the whole episode, silence, like, no, you don't hear them training, you don't hear them fighting, you don't hear them talking, you just hear, like, Chinese music, like, brown, 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 like, hard, like, just that kind of shit, and then it's him going to every, Egypt, China, America, every fucking continent, every country, learning their fighting style to fight Aku. He is the ultimate warrior. And that's what I love about it, because you know why? A world that is culturally in mixed uh -huh. is stronger. You just know more things. He who knows more things is more prepared. Absolutely. I definitely want to start traveling more just to learn more about culture, like, firsthand and go see different things yeah. and experience. And I think you're a pretty, like, openly nice guy, and I think you would adapt to a lot of that quickly. Because you just kind of, like, I don't know, like, when I first met you, you were just, it just felt open. I just try like an open guy to talk to. And to me, like, oh, okay. like I try to give everybody I come in contact with the utmost respect that I can, and just 
I just hope that people walk away when they like spend their time with me and just know that I'm a genuine person that they enjoy their if time. If it ever with matters me. and we'll archive it at least forever on Spotify in this moment, that's what happened with me. Uh, I literally came up that. to you and I was like, we talked, we hung out in the comic circle, had some laughs, did some funny things, and then I walked away and I was like, wow, of all the comics that have so far introduced themselves or first been like, hi, who are you? You were even nicer than Johnny. Like, you were just immediately like, hey, man, shout what's up? Shout out Johnny name? Woods. Yeah, shout out to Johnny. He was in the last, last episode. Uh, literally, like, you fucking, I mean, it was immediately nice. And, like, I'm not trying to name names, but, like, there's other 45-year-old white comics that, like, are in the community that when I first met them, standoffish, arms crossed, not trying to talk, fuck your jokes, not going to laugh, have notes after the set and be shitty about it and shit like that. But you, I mean, you didn't give a shit. I think even if I was a comic right there, because you were just a nice person. So yeah. I think that's worth the credit. So no, I, appreciate I think that. you're a nice guy. I do appreciate that. I really do. Because I think those well. moments matter. I try to like capture lightning in a bottle with the show, and I try to let everyone know how I really feel about them on the show, because that's a nice feeling to be like, hey, you were a nice comic, and I think only nice comics get to come on the show. It may be disappointing, but we're still nice people. <laughs> right. So if you're an asshole, you're not going to be on the show. Fuck you. I don't know. I think it's doing well. I'm almost at 600 downloads for 34 episodes. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know awesome. if that's good math or not. I feel like that's kind of good math. Because I feel like if you had 10 downloads per episode, that's pretty average listener base, and that would be 134 downloads. So I don't know what the math is. Like, 16 per? Something like that. No, that, that maybe is not right. Math's fucking hard. Don't have <laughs> See, I asked you the question that I tried I was, to solve. I was, that was like my best subject in school was math, and now I'm fucking retarded. I'm stupid. I'm just retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Uh, shit. I, is that with the meatball and the Yeah! Fire? I Nah, I never really got into that. I know so that's about. the show that really, really bonded everybody that I live with here, that I call Voltron, which is my crew of just us. Uh-huh. Um, it's... Looking back now, it's probably one of the best shows on television. <laughs> because they got away with so much bad shit, and you don't realize it unless you really do. For the 11 minutes, sit down, phone down, watch. And watch the silence, watch the very subtle things that are done in the background sometimes. The best episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force is season 5, episode 4, Hand Banana. They build a dog, and the dog rapes the neighbor constantly. And it's the... Dude, it's hard rape. It's like, like everybody hears him like barking, like, and then he mind links with Carl, and you learn that's what it is later. And he's like, tonight, you. And he's like, yeah, tonight, you. What does that mean? What does he mean by that? And it's like, what are you talking about, fatso? Like they just they're making fun of Carl because they think he's just talking to the dog. And then Meatwad's like, let's get away from the creepy man. So he goes to bed eventually. And then some shit happens, and then Hambanage breaks down his door, and he goes, Hey, no, no, you live over there, bad dog. And he goes, Who you calling, dog? I'm bland. He goes, Are you, you talking to me? And he goes, oh, No, we're done talking. And then he slams the door shut, and then Carl's like, Hold on, let me go pick up this remote. And then he just clamps onto his ass and just starts raping him. And then, I mean, he rapes him like four times in the episode, and every time is funnier. Rape is not fun. I mean, literally, he's like, he's like, uh, Ham Banana comes back in the house and he goes, Hey Banana, there you are. And he goes, Oh, he's not a boy anymore. He's a man. Because he just raped me. And like they're like, What? And he's like, You ever been raped by a dog? That's what I feel like hell's like. Just being constantly raped by dogs. Like it's, it's How many times have you fucking watched that? We could 
Dude, I could pull any of my roommates in right now, and they could... I, the first sentence of the episode is, I want a dog. And if any of them say it, you know you're about to hear 11 minutes of the... I could t- quote the whole episode to you. They know it word for word. To a level to where we were legitimately going to get costumes, dress up, make a video of it, and just reenact it. Because we know it by fucking heart. We watched that episode maybe 154 times. Like, it's ridiculous the amount. I mean, he literally comes in, I want a dollar. Well, okay. And then Shake's like, I want a million dollars. Get your ass a job. He gets to... I mean, I could keep going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm <laughs> sure you can. And I don't think any of us want to hear that. <laughs> but, like, it just keeps getting worse, the raping. Like, so, I'm just going to keep narrating. I'm sorry. It's just funny to me now you got me started. So, he, so eventually, Carl just keeps getting raped. And he goes to Meatwad, and he just says, shocking, he goes, where's hand banana? And he's like, oh, Carl, you can put, like, is he not looking first? And his eyes are here, and he's like, oh, you can just put my drink behind Behind me, uh, he's he's been some like he sees the shotgun. And you see him like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You see that in a cartoon character, and I've never seen that level of like worry in the eye movement. Because you know why? They're good about animating sound for everything. So like eye movement rolls get sound, blinkings get sound sometimes, and that's yeah. important yeah. I think on a two D animated level. But so Carl gets raped more, and then he's like. Fuck it. He builds his own dog with his own DNA. And you don't know how it does it, but the, the hand banana, he looks like a hand banana because it was Shake's hand. Well, Carl uses his DNA, and then it literally just looks like a fucking 45-year-old hairy fucking jersey dude with flip-flops. Like, he has fucking actual feet. It's t- it's nightmare fuel. It's absolutely terrifying. And he goes, and he's like, you're about to get taught, hand banana. And he's like, well, let's think about this. He goes, oh, no, we're done talking. See, we were done talking when you raped me. And then he, the dog comes up, and it's literally just a man dog, and it's the most gross thing you've ever seen. He goes, meet the enforcer. And then it's in this Carl's exact same voice, and the dog is, I want my name to be Spaghetti. And he goes, all right, I don't give a shit. Your name can be just rape him. And then he grabs Ham Banana off, and he fucking rips him apart, and he's like, eh, not really my type. And he goes, what do you mean not your type? Rape him. Rape him like you raped me. And he goes, ah, no, I'm done with that. But there's... You know, there's something about you, though. You know, we got a lot in common. He goes, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, you know, I grew you from some of those hairs that grow from the bottom of my feet or, the, or from the top of my toes. And he goes, oh, yeah, you got those, too. You're like the only other person I ever met that's got those. You know, we got a lot in common here. I'm going to rape you. And then he just fucking starts raping him. And then Ham Banana starts raping the other dog while he's raping him. And that's how the episode ends. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a masterpiece. Mom's calling me. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah. She knows. She goes, are you talking about dog rape on a radio show? <laughs> I doubt that's what she's expecting right now. Mother's intuition. She goes, he better not be talking about dog rape again. <laughs> like, it's a constant reoccurrence in your life. I had to check myself because uh, someone asked me the other day, he's like, how much do you really talk about masturbation each day? And my first answer was going to be like, oh, shit, Tom. But then I was like, wait a minute, that's not the answer they want. Uh, I don't know, once or twice if it comes up, I guess. <laughs> but then even that was a joke because I was like, if it comes up. If it comes. If it comes up. Because I think people, well, I think a lot of people come down into like toilet bowls and shower drains and on bitches' faces. Not a lot of coming up. I feel like if you're at a point in your life to where you can just do whatever that's going to cause you to ejaculate and you just free jack into the air, you're living a good life because you obviously don't care about where jizz that's lands. That's some mind power. <laughs> that's some mind power. I think that's just a lot of clenching of the ass and angling for trajectory. Unless you have like a droop dick. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> We're not dealing with any wet rope here. I don't know what you're looking for, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Let me ask you this. And answer it as you will. Why do you think you have a precedent uh, for black girls over white girls? Because I'm an advocate Ooh. for black girls, but I'm also an advocate for bisexual girls over straight girls. So, Ooh. Um, I don't know. I like the attitude. Like, I like... That's what it is! It's the I, attitude! Yeah, I, I, the dark skin's attractive. I don't know. It's not I just, just the look of the chocolate. It's the. It's just the way it's, the dark it's chocolate... The, it's the roots of the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. The fucking... Like, I don't know. Okay, here, like, like, all right, I'm going to tell you a joke, woman. and you can tell me if it's too racist for stage. Oh, God, here we go. I like fucking black chicks because they fuck you with the intensity of they're trying to earn their freedom. Oh, fuck. And you're the slave owner that fucking has it. Yeah, and they're like, I'm going to fuck you for this. I'm going to ride this dick until the North Star. Like, that is way like too a Harriet racist. Tubman like impression about riding cock. I don't think it's going to hit well. In not moment. at all. <laughs> you might not want to walk out of a club alone after that. <laughs> That's pretty rough. But the reason I say it is because the way I end the joke is that, um, you know, that's a good thing, people. You know, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to discredit them or be mean. Because if anything, I think black girls are trying harder, white girls. And I think this is a wake-up call that your days are numbered. At some point, white guys are always going to be like, you know what? Fuck stupid white bitches. They don't do shit. Oh, you just gonna lay here and you can fuck me? No, black girl's like, you get on your ass. I'm gonna fuck you. It's like, you gonna <laughs> fuck me? It's one of these? All right! Like, it's a different energy. I'm just saying white girls' days are numbered. Especially straight white girls. You gotta at least be bi to be cool now. I did. <laughs> okay, I'm really some dirty laundry, but... I did hook up with a black girl not too long ago. That's fine. Well, a couple months back. And I'm. it was... Woo! He said it was wild. Woo. I'm telling you, I've only slept with like it one was, or two it was black people, and each the, time it was the it best was some sex of the of funnest sex life. I've had. I love Abby, sure. but it was very intense, and I was just it was like very fun. I so. thought she was gonna get the whip that I had used to keep her other friends in line throughout the day to add to Stop. bed <laughs> to earn her freedom. Well, I'm gonna get shot. Call, it's just a callback joke to it, really not killing racist bits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. They don't listen this long. They tune up by the first minute. Hey, you know what I forgot to do? I'm going to do it now because I forgot. I like to introduce the show by reminding everybody at home that we can now say piss, shit, cocksucker, motherfucker, cunt, uh, tits, piss, kike, and asshole because you can say everything now because this is Unsubject on Spotify and you got a problem with it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> He's like, did you really just say all that to the middle of America? No. I said it to the weird parts of America that are tuning in in their basements and being like, why the fuck do I keep listening to Brighton talk to strangers very uncomfortably? <laughs> well, before I spiral down any more uh, rabbit holes, we'll, we'll introduce the first culture shock, because why not? Like, you know, sound effect here. Uh, <laughs> and oh, I hope you cooling. like... I, it's probably going to be gangster rap. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be gangster rap. So enjoy. I like me some gangster rap. Yeah, I, it, we may start doing doubles, because I did that on the Johnny episode for Culture Shocks. Uh, stay tuned and you'll find out. If not, go fuck yourself. I may not be in the mood. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more separate but squeakles, and we'll return soon. Enjoy. Um, Gotta get yours. 
I gotta get mine. Yeah, bring you gotta get yours. yours. I gotta get mine. And a house. You gotta get yours. Yeah, I gotta get mine. Yeah. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yeah. yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. Get yours. Move as I wanna be, but with me you's a goner. Oh, that's the way it is. Fuck yeah, and ask the way it's gonna be. Why? Puffing up on the dang and drinking mad brew, taking names, and after that I'm kicking ass to breathe. Can I get a rhyme to go? Hey, yeah, Pac, and I'll sit back, sit up, design it slow. Uh, they hate to see a young nigga come up, another punk run up. He'll have to get his gun up, cause uh, I ain't taking no shorts. Like a new one for exploding the floor, like Jordan exploding on the hook court. Mm. And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be nothing like Mike, cause even Michael's like it's an itty bitty wet trifling. And when you in the spotlight, you get a um, jock, right? But you're not, not tight, huh? Can anybody who fuck with mine? When will they realize I'm straight out to get mine? You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. 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 Get yours. I keep my mind on my money. Money on my mind. Bring on the trigger, nigga. Hand on my nine, smoking blunts of skunk, making holes of pumps and only underground funk bumping out of my trunk. Little life of a hustler, high till I die. Meeting bitches, getting bitches, miss me with lies. Picture me living out my life as a buster. I'd rather pop up a shot for my Glock and blast motherfuckers. I live a thug life, baby. I'm hopeless, choking on window, trying to keep my focus. Don't let that bullshit worry me. Fuck the fame, I'm due to the game till they bury me. God gave me game, so I'm hustling. Pour out some liquor for my niggas, Tupac is still struggling. My nigga breathe new to time. Yeah. Whether it's rhyme or crime, nigga, I gotta get mine. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. 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 I gotta get mine. I pick up a mic and start spitting. Uh-huh. The side boss of New York and start bumping. Jumping around with the motherfucking pound. And I'm down to the fullest. And break a nigga's ass off. Papa, did I shock you? Cause I got you in my pocket again. The new Jackson, new Jackson, knew me and my niggas when I used to run it way back when. Way back when. I roasted and roasted and closer to the pinnacle because of what I do with a pain. It's vernacular position. Connected two lines and it's the vision. Plus, when I had loose. It's guaranteed to sell like prostitutes. I never had a love for hoes and put it blunt. They want me in the back, but bitch, I'm in the front. Don't front. And really, I don't need a reply. Pull yourself together as you pass me by. I'm on a whole nother left. Them hoes is left. I told you before, keep your pussy to yourself. Goodbye. So many niggas lied to have. It's funny what a motherfucker do for math. I got fractions. Caught up in my everyday actions. Point. Equal to your real satisfaction. Fucking anybody who fuck with uh-huh. mine When will they realize I'm straight out to get mine <laughs> You gotta get yours I gotta get mine 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 You gotta get yours Ah yeah 19 nigga 3 You better hell you finish yours Coming to you, and you ain't never gonna find it. You know what I'm saying?
You gotta get mine, you gotta get yours You gotta grab sluts, I'll get the fucking whores I put my dick in her, you put your dick in him We don't care what the gender is, we just getting our dicks rubbed on the floor No, I got weird, I'm sorry Um, listen, I enjoyed it, but where my nigga Al Green at? He's coming up right next, stay with us and we'll be back to the show in a do Even say the c word to me where that loser brighton at no and b he probably out there boxing birds and shiz let's get back to it before anyone tunes out <sighs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap you tripping big dog and we're back i hope you enjoyed the culture shock uh if you didn't i don't know why you're still listening <laughs> simple as that we were talking about always sunny in philadelphia talking about abortions earlier because it's a hard subject matter i pitched him an abortion joke i thought it was good 
you pitched a trash joke that I fucking loved, and hopefully it'll soon be debuted. Before we forget, and before I totally don't give you the chance, would you like to plug like your social media, anything, maybe shows coming up? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Wyatt Lutz Comedy. It's W-Y-A-T-T-L-U-T with a Z. See, that's how my older brother spells his last name, is Donald Lutz, L-U-T-Z, and I'm like, that's, I like that. Uh, I do have some shows coming up, um, Duckfoot Bar and Grill in Salina on Valentine's Day. Yeah, Yeah, we're on the same show. Oh my god, I forgot that you're going to be on that one, are you excited? It's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be pretty good, because I didn't even know we get... Like a little bit paid for it. Yeah. I didn't know there we was a money. walkout song. You bet I'm walking out to return of the Mac boy. You know what I'm picking? Uh, what I'm is picking it? The hardest Wu Tang immediately yeah. from the door, like some where they come out of the gate and be like, "This some real nigga shit." <laughs> like some like very gangster rap, and they're like, "Okay, this is." <laughs> and I'm gonna wear my Wu Tang shirt probably because like usually I like to do stand up my Wu Tang shirt because it gives me confidence. Because like I think everybody has that Superman crest ideology like i'm wearing this specific thing in here it's yeah. it's like a shield on my chest and that's nice to me that is wu-tang clan's logo maybe you really do like the superman logo or maybe it's like i don't know do, what, i collect what, i collect price? i collect funny shirts like i have a shirt that says like i heart tits real big on it i got one that says like may i suggest the sausage with an arrow pointing to my dick <laughs> See, that's good. I like that you have funny shirts because that one shows says you're a like, real comedian. Right. Everything's got to be funny. Absolutely. One says, real men eat ass real big on the whole front. And, like, <laughs> yeah. when we go to Nashville and shit, man, I'll wear them down there and all, everybody wants to take a picture with you and it just makes you feel good. Yeah. You have the attention. That's I really feel shit. like comedy or comedians are attention whores. I consider myself we're not an attention whore. I think we're bridgers of cultures. I absolutely think I'm an attention whore. I love <laughs> when the attention is on me, and that's, that's a okay bad too, thing, though. but a good thing in the same way. That's okay though. That's fine because I that like making means, people happy. I yeah. like people watching me and me making them happy and laugh. That's a, that's a nice thought. I uh, I, I want to get the like new shirts that Spencer's Hot Topic came out with that are like. Cooking with Grandma, and she has, like, kids' fingers on the fucking cookie tray, and she's, like, bleeding from the eyes, or it's, like, sell your soul to Satan, and it's, like, him with, like, a contract, and, like, with, like, a greaser outfit, or it's, like, um, play with the kids, and they're just, like, summoning demons, like, around a, like, that kind of shit is funny to me. I've seen really one there. Really hardcore I've seen shit. one there that said, like, smoke pot, eat twat, and smile a lot. <laughs> and I wanted to buy that one. I That's pretty that good. Pretty cool. I like the best buds idea T-shirts, yeah. but you gotta really have somebody committed to wear it. Yeah. Um, I I, I never Spencer had sex toys until I really walked back there, yeah. and then I was like, oh, there's a lot of sex toys. Do you have any sex toys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I got some shit. That's fine. My uh, friend Nick, he's been on the show a couple times, and he has told me that he uh, has a friend who has a torso. Like no, I don't thing. have sex toys like that. I got like a fucking harness and shit, like for like, like a, a swing. T- no, like to tie a chick up, but like it goes around her ankles and her wrists and her neck and shit. <laughs> That's I mean, great. it gets wild sometimes. That's I mean, amazing. It is what it is. Let me ask you this: Do black girls jump at the idea to use the sex toys? I haven't. I think it's I a white girl thing. I haven't really pulled it out on like because you know why they don't need it. One night stands, you don't pull it out. <laughs> I haven't pulled it out. The in swings a while. are meant for girlfriends. 
Yeah. Or just or to a minor degree, yeah. a little more interest than a one light stand. Yeah. Okay. Friends with benefits. Okay, that's fair. I uh, so I don't have any of those to make that clear right now. I've always wanted to swing, but I never would know how to fucking put it up. Yeah, I'd like to have one like put in the doorway or something. In like the like the door frame. Yeah, they make them like that. I'm pretty sure. Just be fucking in the hallway. Be dope. Yeah. <laughs> said be dope. <laughs> Is there something appealing about fucking where we shouldn't? I think people get turned on on the idea that I should be shouldn't be banging here, and even if it's like your private house, it feels like you shouldn't be banging in the hallway because there's just yeah. better. There's couches, there's beds, so, there's showers, there's better places, there's pools. You know what I mean? So like when you're in the hallway and you're fucking, you're like, yeah, because it's like I'm not. I should be looking for a vacuum, and that's the only time I'm in this hallway because there's a little vacuum closet. So now that my dick's in somebody, it's a different ball game. So this is putting some dirt out on me, but like, Please, gro- this growing is how up, we do the show. this is this makes me seem like a pussy. But <laughs> so I grew up in this house that was supposed to be haunted as fuck, and like, <laughs> we didn't. I didn't go upstairs. I was scared to sleep upstairs. We had like there was big rooms downstairs. And me and my dad, like, literally shared a room. I had a bed on one side, and he had a bed on the other. And, like, I was fucking, like, eight, like 18, 19 years old. And, like, I was fucking, bit, like, girls in there, like, while he was asleep. And it was so awkward, it. yeah. <laughs> you never tried to put the sheet up? Oh, yeah, well, like, it's, like, that's the, like, on your side, like, slowly fucking. It's, like, every time you hear him snore, like, you, like, do it real fast for a little bit. <laughs> I love that because you're like, yeah, 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 okay, and then you start mixing them. Wild times. See, I I used to bang a lot in my basement of my house where I was growing up, and it was the same thing that like you could hear anybody's footsteps above. So it's more or less like, yeah, 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 and you just hear like creak, and it's like, oh, and you'd stop for a second, yeah, 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 oh, and you eventually hear someone like. McKenna just like, just come down the stairs like, shit, fuck, 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 and you put your dick away, and it's like, we're just watching puzzles! Yeah. Like, you don't even get the sentence right. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was, but I was with a girl uh, years ago, and we were on the couch. My dad was asleep in the other room, and she was drunk and was like, fucking scratching the old record down there, if you know what I mean, and here comes my dad walking just straight out of the room and just looks over the couch at this girl just fucking flicking the shit out of her bean, <laughs> and I just grab a blanket and just throw over real quick. She had no clue. That's it was amazing. funny as fuck. That's amazing. Uh, I remember one time, <clears throat> I had never really, like, been intimate with this female, because we only had been on, like, two dates, and this is back when I was in middle school, I think, or high school. And I'm hanging out downstairs, and I'm just, like, not killing it. Like, I'm not smooth, and I'm I'm not like, you want to have sex? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very scratchy. And I just remember my dad leaving for the day. He doesn't really do that. And he was like, hey, I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, don't get anybody pregnant. Ha, ha, Slam door. So I'm like, shit, there went every chance. But because he said that and left, she was like, as long as you don't get me pregnant. And I was like, was that a fucking invitation? She goes, and I'm like, well, now this is a different ballgame. Yeah. And then you end up on the pool table. That's what it's more to me is like fucking where you really shouldn't. Like you could fuck up a pool table and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking hurt the vinyl and tarnish the, the, the threads on the fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Left tit, corner pocket. 
But yeah, that makes it the fun. I mean, it's the taboo of it that's fun. I think the danger of enjoying fun things is part of getting caught a little bit. So, like, you obviously want to have a girl come over, lay a whole game of Twister down, and get a gallon of baby oil. Because that would be hilarious. And fun as shit. Because sex should also be fun Baby oil is always fun. (laughs) Baby oil is always fun. It's the quote of the day. And I learned that one from my pops. That, that's, a, that's a family secret passed down right there. That's part of the secret family recipe for the <laughs> slip, and, slip and nap. Yep. <laughs> you hear me? Oh my god! Do you think uh, your parents will ever listen to your comedy stuff? Do they? Oh my yeah, both my my mom has been to almost all my shows. My dad's been to almost all my shows as well. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah, it is nice. I I want that so bad, but they won't. They just keep refusing. They're like. Fuck that yeah, shit. My I parents have been divorced since 2001, but both of them are still they, and they bo- So they're divorced and they both come? That yeah. means more. Well, they, uh, don't get me wrong, they sit on the other sides of the comedy club. They're, they ain't <laughs> sitting close to each other. No, I know, but the fact that they would both be willing to come... Yeah, yeah. You as know, individuals... Everybody's, everybody's adults. Let me put it this way. If they were together and they came, you don't really know if both of them are into it. Because yeah. it could just be your dad and he's driving he's like, come on. Or it's your mom driving and she's like, come on, support your son. You don't really know. But because they both show up, separate vehicles, for you, you know it's genuine, genuine. I think that means more. Hmm. Yeah, know. they're some of my biggest supporters, man, for sure. That's crazy because I... The only thing I want is my parents to support my comedy and that's the only thing they won't give me. And that's a hard thing to deal with because you just want to, you know, I'm just trying to make the world laugh. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, they don't like how I start the show and it's vulgar and it's gross. But you know what? The real world is. The real world is grimy and slippery and sexy and weird and kind of fucked up, but also kind of sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's pure and it's genuine. And that's why I try to make this show. I try to, you know, talk to the audience like it's fucking anybody's business. You know what I mean? Because anybody should be able to listen to this. Anybody should be able to just... Have a laugh, or I mean, at the end of the day, if you're listening to this and you don't like it, why are you listening still? Right. And I'm not. I, I say that a lot, but generally, like, if you don't like something, you don't have to keep doing it. If you don't like a sport that your parents are making you do, at some point, you get to say, like, no, fuck <laughs> this shit, I'm done. Yeah. Because you have a right to your own body, you have a right to your own mind, and I think that's important to note because sometimes the government thinks they have a right to some of that, and they don't. They have a goddamn cent to my fucking internal. Or external being. You know what I mean? Fuck right. that shit. G. <laughs> I, uh, what's, let me ask you this. I've done a lot of black crowds, a lot of urban city kind of vibes, like very rough, but as soon as they see me, they're like, fuck yeah, the white boy. What's the diciest thing you've said on stage that you're like, ooh, that's really close to falling off a cliff? Huh? I fucked up the other night at an open mic. Did you test some new material out? That's when it's supposed yeah. to happen. When but that's okay, because you know why? Comedians don't know where the line in the sand is until we cross it, and then we can just correct. So don't feel bad. Uh, yeah. What did you yeah. say? Can you tell me to a degree? Uh, I was talking, I did my black girl joke about the women in the coffee, and was like, you know, I just, I love black women so much, and it was like, I just, I want one of my own someday, and, like, people was, like... I want one like, of my own someday. Like, man. That's a little funny, but I can see where... That's, yeah. That's not even that bad. I know, but it got some, oh, and I was like, man, I didn't even fucking mean it like that. <laughs> and 
maybe the tagline should be like that. Like you on purpose, maybe make it a joke that gets oh, and it's like I didn't even mean it. I didn't mean like own her like back in the day. But if I did, you know, she would be earning her freedom because she's fucking but me. Like she deserves is, it. That is still waters that I don't like touching. I don't like touching <laughs> touching race. I mean, yeah, it's a scary thing to talk about, and I try to venture into it. Just I'm, a, I'm a very just because it is scary. Because I like the scary. Yeah. Scary's fun. The only really... way you can get away with the race, the slight racism, is if it's actually funny. funny. It has to be funny yeah. to get away with it. If it's and not funny, it's not going to hit. Exactly. And, and comedy is the only environment that self-corrects as things happen. No other environment is that quick. If you say something that's not funny, you know immediately. That's weird to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because even computer systems have to take a second to check things, but comedy, you know immediately if it's not funny. Yeah. As you're saying halfway through a joke, you know if it's not funny. Yeah, you can So, tell. damn. That's a good thought. I like comedians that really take a long time. And that's hard to say because a lot of time the mics are only five minutes or four minutes, but like the, the comedians that use a lot of just big stories, those are my favorite bits. Because they paint a picture for the audience, and I think that's what people resonate with the most, is that, oh, this is fucking a good storyteller, and, you know, even though I wasn't there, I feel like I know the characters, because he described them so well, or the, their ways, or the things they said, or stressed the more important things in the story, or didn't, because maybe that's just what's important, is the non-important stuff. I don't know. What do you think? I think... And at the end of the day, the best comedian is the best storyteller. Because to entertain people for an hour, two hours, three hours on stage, just you, you have to be pretty fucking captivating and interesting. I definitely agree. My favorite comedians are storytellers. Dave Chappelle. Dave John Chappelle, Lane, Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. Josh Wolf. Ooh, that's a good one. See, I've seen Josh Wolf now two times in... The motherfucker is incredible every yeah. time live, man. He puts he puts on a hell of a show. I just went and seen Louis C.K. too. Louis. I had tickets and I fucked up and I don't want to talk about it because it makes me really sad. I basically showed up on Saturday with Friday tickets and it was sold out. Oh, man. Yeah, and I wanted to kill myself. So I didn't get to see Louis at the funny moment. Um... He was great. I'm sure he fucking was. I had. So he had days. a 20 minute bit on fucking the word retarded, and it w it was hilarious. I wish I could have heard that. Hilarious. Um, it don't matter because you know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna make the show so popular he'll be want to be on it, and then I'll get him that way. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm really excited for the the Duckfoot Bar and Grill. Do you kind of know what your set's gonna be like right now? Do you know how long it is? Like, your set has to be? I told her I'm comfortable with 10, 15 minutes, so... I told her I legit could do an hour. Not that I think she wants me to do an hour, yeah. but I talk on this show for an hour. Because yeah. my sets are literally just like this, this show, and I'm just like, so what... Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you this question. Abortions are just little turds that you're just making yourself, right? And then it's like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you just keep going. Because my style, if I had to come, like, because I think rap has styles and, mm -hmm. like, martial arts has styles. I think there's comedy styles. Absolutely. And I like to call my style the narrator. Keep talking until it's funny. And that provides long sets of time. It's yeah. a roller coaster. They may not love the whole thing, but by the end of it, I think they have pretty fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets weird sometimes, and you feel like you're not on the tracks, but you still know it's a roller coaster. See, I have wanted to go 
up and like go on stage unprepared and just go I off the I always go unprepared because but, that's how you know your senses are at their max. I like you're being functioning prepared, at that level. Though. I like being prepared. I do too, but if I fuck up and I'm prepared, I feel worse. If I fuck up and I don't prepare, I don't feel bad because I'm like, oh, I could just prepare. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's one of my favorite Mark Maron bits. He's actually one of my favorite comedians. I love his podcast, WTF. His show, Maron's Good, and all of his stand-ups are killer. I don't know if you like Mark Maron at all, but like, he's funny, funny. He's like the older dude, kind of hippie, not hippie, uh, hipster-looking guy, like skinny old dude with like big black rim glasses. You'd know if you saw him. He's fucking hilarious. He's been, he was in the Joker movie for like two minutes. I still haven't seen that. I might watch that tonight. I need to watch it too. I've only I think seen I might it. actually go to Wiley's tonight for the comics. I don't know. There's no comics hang, but no there's hang. Oh, Sunday's open mic. Yeah. I, I, I probably will go to that, actually, because I have work at 7 p.m., so I have nothing to do today, tomorrow. So, like, yeah. Actually, you know what? Thank you. Hey. I'll see you there, you son of a bitch. I'll yeah. hold you to it. Yeah. I'll see you there. Um, I don't know. I want to have so many people on this show. It's weird, right? Now that you're in it and you've experienced it, what do you think? Honestly, I, I try not to ask it's, generally on the mic, but like, you don't know me really at all. Yeah. You were just a really nice person to me. And I was like, I, I want to be really nice back to him. So I had you on the show and that's how I do it. Yeah. So, and I hate to put you in a spot, but like, what do you think? It's definitely been, I mean, interesting for sure. I mean. Because when you listen to it, it yeah. people, here's the weirdest thing I've been told about my show. And I, I think I'm taking it as a compliment. They say, hey, I fucking love to watch your show. They always say watch, okay? There's no video at all. It's only MP3s. So the way I'm taking that is that am I talking on such a very skillful level that they can just picture everything? And if that's the case, I'm the best storyteller in the world. I'm not trying to humble brag, but like that's a that's You know what I mean? So if everyone keeps saying watch, like, with all due respect, what the do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm probably crazy. <laughs> I think we're all crazy a little bit. Yeah. Do you um? Do you want to say anything? We don't. We're not going yet. We have a little more time, but uh, I want to make sure you get any. I know you promoted your stuff. Oh yeah, do I do. Any, uh, any jokes you want to maybe test out to the world and with me uh, live, or do you want to like any know. issues you think need to be said? Be like on record. I want to say Patrick Swayze is a bitch. Like I don't know. <laughs> No, um, like <laughs> you know, I've never seen Roadhouse. Oh my God, dude, like there's a, a moment shit. where he, the guy tears a guy's throat out with his bare hand. Like, it's a very good movie. I've, I've heard a lot of good about it. Nolan Archer is one of my best friends, and he struggles to connect with his father sometimes, because they're just different worlds sometimes, you know what I mean? It happens. But he said he was sitting there watching Roadhouse, and his dad's like, are you watching Roadhouse? He's like, yeah, I've never seen it. He goes, you've never seen Roadhouse? He goes, no. His dad sat down right beside him, and he goes, this movie's fucking awesome and they watched it that's the point of anime I'm trying to show is that these fucking awesome things just like Roadhouse just like any other movie they're just tools to connect yeah and that's what we should treat them as not saints of the screen that are teaching the world great things but they can teach great things but at the end of the day you're just watching it to connect or feel something with the people in the room because that's why we're doing it that's why I like stand up it's there's no thing that connects people with people more than doing stand up being just one foot above them and just being like, just talking. Human beings. We're all the same. Carbon-rich molecules. You look like you have an extra chromosome, but I wasn't going to point it out, but now I am. You know what I mean? Like, you're just talking to the audience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I definitely want to, this year, I'm going to try to do more crowd work and try to just... 
I love work with crowd people. Work. I people do don't too. think I can handle it. I love crowd Dude, work. Dude, I love crowd work. I love hecklers. Is that weird to say? Because the moment um, they think they can step in the ring, oh, I'm like Muhammad Ali verbally. Please try. You suck. Yeah, and you look like you've also never sucked your wife's clit, and that's why she looks like she's talking to the black dude behind your table. But hey, I'm just pointing out what the obvious is, too. You know what I mean? Don't even try. I'm just going to hit you with so much shit. And you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. The narrator. Never stop until it's funny. With the heckler, you never stop until they leave. Right. They are now your set. You are fucking mine, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'll let you off a little bit, but you know what? You're balding, and I think you're an accountant, and you look like you do your taxes a lot, you bitch. <laughs> like, I've just pictured this white 45-year-old dad just being an asshole. Yeah, I, I think I've I've went and seen Big J Okerson twice as well, and that motherfucker both times did nothing but crowd work, and it was incredible. Because that he makes nailed you feel so like many you're things. Part of the show. Yeah, he nailed so many things with people like names of people's bosses and shit. Like it was unreal. Because you can guess a lot of the shit. You mean your boss is probably Craig. Doesn't give a shit about you. You thought about fucking him. We're talking to a girl at this point. You thought about fucking him or a gay guy. I guess we don't discriminate. You thought about fucking him <laughs> to get a raise. I'm just gonna keep saying that one sentence to see how many times I can get it out. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I like to do the show. It's just silly, random. But banter, that's the first burp of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We like to keep the burps in this show. We like to keep a counter. And by the end of the episode, we like to uh, have people fan in letters and be like, you burped this many times. And then I burn the letters and never read them and laugh about it as I masturbate over the flames. Uh, that's wow. how my Wednesdays go. <laughs> is that how you put out the flames? <laughs> yeah, because that's what dampers the fucking, like... It's yeah. a flame retardant. Flame retarded. I can already picture the Louis bit because I've done so many bits about like the word retarded and gay. Yeah. Because they don't mean what they mean. Watch the Boondocks. Riley says that's gay, and worse, that's homosexual. Like, because that was the only first time it was actually like a gay guy beating him up. Yeah. Because anytime time he's like, like some dude like scuffs his shoes, that naked ass gay. Like that's Riley, all right? All right. Oh, okay, that's that one. Uh. Fat girl falls over and, like, crushes a dude's leg and, like, it was an NBA player and he can't play now. You go, nigga, that's gay. Like, it's not gay, right? At all. But then a gay guy beats the shit out of Riley, handcuffs him. This is the first time he's like, nigga, that's gay. And worse, that's homosexual. Like, <laughs> that's amazing! It's just the implication of the word in today's society. And we should stop treating it like people are saying it in that kind of way. You're just mad that it's your word. Tom's because nobody likes it when it's their word. But you know what? Everybody's got to work. You got honky cracker, white boy. Uh, I mean, there's more. Guinea. Tom Segura has a good bit on his disgraceful. Yeah. You know, the one about uh, the word, like, saying that's gay. And he's talking oh, about Oh, yeah, like, he does have a bit like yeah. that. Man, it's so hard to do bits like that because I don't want to steal material or seem like I'm stealing material. But, like, because I think that, that bit I just did right now, Riley was different enough. It was just quoting Boondocks yeah. a lot. But, like, it's different. I don't know. I think these... I think these guys are doing these stand-ups to teach us stuff, secretly. I think they just went through the rough. Tom Segura, Cincinnati kid, Dave Chappelle from Yellow Spring. Like, yeah. They just know that like they've gone through some shit, seen some shit, and like secretly they're just trying to kill it, kill it, kill it, and then at some point they're going to try to change the world. And they're slowly doing that through their jokes. Burt Chrysler changes the mentality about like fucking your wife at 
45 and being happy and having kids. Because that's not... Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like, fuck my kids, fuck this. He wears it very well. Like He's like, fuck yeah, my family. And there's not a lot of comedian yeah. dads that do that. Because a lot of them like to complain about the family because that's where the conflict for the joke arises and that's what provides good material. And that's right. cool too. Right. But, but Bert Kreischer really does wear a good dad well. Yeah, he does. I think that's a fair statement. An honest dad. An honest dad, Yeah. Because he's like, my daughter's fucking weird. I love her. She's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's good. Yeah. That's an honest joke. And I felt that. Like, you really did not understand your daughter. <laughs> but you want to. And that's a, more important, that he does all the cool shit. Like, I just let her dictate the day. Like, that was a really good bit to me, because I was like, that's just a, you yep. being a good dad. He's like, you made the day, let's just do it. Yeah, I just I mean, watched his. I watched his machine special last night. That's Abby's favorite stand-up special. Yeah, I love it. I I partied with. Who's him. your favorite comedian? Ooh, one. You get one. Ooh, man. I know it's hard. I already have mine, and I'm sorry. But I That's can't. Hard. I can't change my mind on who my favorite. That's hard. I I didn't have Louis to say. Louis is almost my favorite comedian. I'd say Louis is definitely my second. Yeah, hundred percent my second. John Mulaney's my third, just because he doesn't have as much stuff. I'd definitely say Bert's my first. I mean, personality-wise and just... My favorite comedian in the world is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I love, Dave's my second, for sure. I can't stop thinking about Dave Chappelle and how he's just at, potentially at the diner today. Do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I think about just going to that diner I've, every day and writing material until I see him. I've tried to run into him so many times. I just want to... And I don't even want anything from him. I just want to tell him as a white kid who looks like I do and say, hey, Mr. Chappelle, I hate to be this kid, but you're the reason I'm closer to my brothers who are all black. You're the reason I was excited to come home from school because after Crank Yankers, it was always the Chappelle show. And while it didn't end well, you're a fucking legend for that shit. And I fucking appreciate it because you've inspired me to do so much shit. And as a white kid to a black male, you are my hero. And I think that's important to say. Yeah, no, I definitely want to shake his hand and... Let him know I appreciate all the laughs growing up, you know, because that's a big influence in my comedy, man. He took everything, all the the negative shit, and just let you laugh about it. He put all the races on the line and made fun of every single one of them, brought them together so everybody could laugh I'm at Rick it. James, bitch! Like, Enjoy yourself. I mean, his voices. And then his, like, appearance on SNL Ow. for the first time <laughs> as the host, like... For these most recent year. And then yeah. he absolutely killed it. And then he came back secretly for the Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> he looked at here. He said, "I didn't think you could smoke on here." And he was you here can. after the tornado shit. Yeah. I mean, name a better comedian who leaves the industry to be like, "I'm gonna go help people in Africa for 20 years or what the fuck ever." I'm gonna take a break from comedy. I don't remember how many years, but it was a while. Yeah, it was you know like what? Five or so. That deserves credit too. He's a great person. He, he is, is a great individual. Cause you know why? He's real. He's a real motherfucker who will say nigga, who will smoke a blunt with you. Who will hang out and who will tell you your girlfriend's ugly but she's funny yeah. to your face. And yeah. I appreciate that. Be like, hey, man, I'm just letting you know I'm not going to fuck your wife, but she made me laugh. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, maybe we're just sucking the dick of his ghost too hard, but he's not dead. See, but. yeah, I'm, I'm, see, I'm excited. I'm going to this interview at the funny one after this. I'm excited to hopefully get this job to where that's is, getting is my it, foot in the door. What is it? Green. Be the doorman. Do- doorman. Be a doorman, yeah. You look like you'd be a doorman. Yeah. Well, and Just to, like, get to hear those sets. I Yeah, and get to see, meet all the big guys yeah. that come through. You know, I'll get a, I'll get to meet everybody. And Promise me this. Huge. If somebody crazy comes through and they have free time and they're like, what are you doing after this? 
you should come and do the show again. Huge, with them. yeah. Yeah, because I. I don't want to be like that, but like, do you, I don't think you have a show like this. No, I, I that's on my to do list. To do list, but until yeah. then, yeah, bring anybody, come yeah. back. We'll do the same shenanigans. It's fun. Yeah, because you know why? I think moments matter more than money. And the fact that we now have in a, are in a society that we can now permanently record, capture, and save forever those moments. Yeah, that's more valuable than. I mean plutonium to me i mean anything like you know what i mean because now you captured lightning in a bottle almost the near impossible you heard somebody feel some kind of heart movement in an episode you heard somebody come to an epiphany about race or i don't know snoop dogg ends up coming <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean uh my sister was at a strip club performing with sway lee and snoop dogg was in the crowd and my mom, she got to meet Snoop Dogg the other day. My mom's I was telling you that because you told me in the off time, you were like, I fucking love Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like, I fucking love my Snoop Dogg. My mom's boyfriend too. did two private parties for like his family and friends in LA this past year, but That's Snoop f- wasn't at either of them. He just rented out this hotel and had Lakeside come play. Let me ask you this where does your mom's boyfriend live? Just here, here. here in Dayton. Yeah, they live on. Do yeah. You, this is going to be a stretch. Do you think he would want to be on this? Possibly, I, I've talked to him about being on would podcasts. He, and would he potentially want to come with you again? Like you Possibly. come back for another episode and bring him? And I'd have to talk to him because I would about want it. him to low key bring like an instrument. Yeah, because I love. I've had guests bring guitars and yeah. do shit oh, like that. And I fucking love it, and I'm not trying to keep you to it, but like this man seems like he's got good stories. He does. He and has incredible stories. See that? See you know, and the fact that you get to be here with it, and I, I credit you because that's yeah. how I met him and. Yeah, I mean, I, I take care of my own. I don't think this show is going to make yeah. me a trillion dollars, but one day if it takes off and I meet cool people, I'd like to imagine if I ever met Snoop Dogg, I could just be like, hey, Wyatt, guess who I'm with? Yeah. And then you'd be like, who? And then I walk through the front door because I know where you're at through your Snapchat story, and it's me and Snoop, and you're like, what the fuck? Because you help me meet cool people. I think that's what it's yeah, all about. Comedy's yeah. about helping each other. Why are Absolutely. we trying to tear each other down? Like you said, we should help each other. Absolutely. Everybody should help each other in the comedy community because it's really hard to make it alone. So... It takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a, a continent to produce a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, is there anything else you want to say? I know you got to go. We've hit the 30-minute mark. I think this is a nice note to end it on. Yeah. I, I, I'm good, man. I've enjoyed this. It's been fun. got to plug, plug some shit. Plug your stuff one more time. Yeah, social media. Uh, yeah, social media. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's Wyatt Lutz Comedy. Snapchat, I post a lot of funny shit on there. It's Wyatt underscore Lutz. His bits usually have um, a twang. You and know, we love I'm going to tell you what. Okay, you need to add me on their Snapchat. Well, you see, <laughs> we like to make moonshine during our bits. So that way, if we start fucking up, our vision will go too. So I ain't really got to see the audience. I can just drown them out. And by that point, I'm just some drunken asshole pissing on stage. And it's a Thursday morning for Wyatt Luck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yee, yee. Well, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. I hope you've hated this every minute. I hope you enjoy the next Culture Shocks. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, this has been Wyatt Lutz. He's been amazing. A Dayton comedian. If you like him, check out his social media. If not, I guess you can tell us to go fuck ourselves, but I will. So, who are you not to? Peace out, people. Enjoy.
from Atlanta was murdered in Memphis Did you see him laying at the Lorraine Motel? Did you hear them say that the CIA is witness To the murder of a man at a motel in Memphis Motel in Memphis Motel in Memphis Run and tell somebody there's blood on the riverside Oh, muddy water Rolling to Memphis If you were there, you'd swear It was more than a man who died Did you see Coretta? She was sobbing on the corner in her black veil Did you see Mr. Crump in a white coat grin? Did you walk down river where the cottonwoods are swinging? With ghostly bodies of men Motel in Memphis Motel in Memphis Run and tell somebody there's blood on the riverside
We didn't mean to get all sad on you there, but I really like him, okay? And I think you should too. And I think I can predominantly say if you don't think that the assassination of that man hurt humankind forever, you can suck a chode. Enjoy this last song. I promise it's gangster rap. Don't tune out yet. It's Tupac. We'll be back and enjoy the last culture shock of the day. Go fuck yourself. And this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. DJ Disappointment, signing off. Oh, yeah. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their hopes in check. Cause though they sweat a brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me. Cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Lady, take it easy. Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey, yo, bust it. Baby, got a problem saying bye-bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass wide don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And ain't no need in being greedy. If you want to see me, try to keep a number, baby, when you need me. And I'll be there in a jiffy. Don't be picky, just be happy with this Quickie, when will you learn? You can't time it down, baby, dog. Check it out. I get around. What you mean you don't know? Check it out. I get around. The underground just don't stop for hoes. I get around. Still down with the underground crowd. Underground, nigga. I get around. Yeah. Hey, yo, shot. Let them hoes know. Now you can tell from my everyday fits. I ain't rich, so cease and desist with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix. Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Cause I'm a freak, don't mean that we can hit the sheets Maybe I can see that you don't recognize me I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties Never knew a hooker that could share me I guess. What's up, love? How you doing? All right. Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing Oh, you heard that I was banging Your homegirl you went to school with That's cool, but did she tell you about her sister And your cousin thought I wasn't uh. See, weekends was made for Michelob But it's a Monday, Monday So just let me hit it, yo And don't mistake my statement for a clown We can keep it on the down low Long as you know that I get around Twists in the hips, cause I'm watching. Conversations on the phone to the break of dawn. Now we all alone while the lights on. Turn them off, time to set it off. Get your wet and soft, something's on your mind, let it off. You don't know me, you just met me, you won't let me. Well, if I couldn't have it, why you sweat me? It's a lot of real G's doing time. Cause the goofy bit the truth and told the lies. You pick the wrong guy, baby, if you're too fly, you need to hit the door. Search for a new guy, cause I only got one night in town. Break out a beat. You down, I get around.